morning, good afternoon, guys. We're back for another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean. I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. Hey. And this week we are talking about Mike's recommendation, Star Trek uh, 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness and Screw Star Trek Beyond. I still haven't seen that one. <laughs> I like that one, though. I'll probably end up liking it. Not as much as these two. Yeah. But yeah. I do like it. We just didn't have time to go over it. We're recording this a little earlier today because, uh, this week, I guess I should say, because Aaron and I are going to be out of town, so that's why we kind of rushed this one a little bit. We didn't get to the third one, but that's okay. I did opinion. watch Beyond, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Prime, and I just popped it on, like, while I was Maybe doing I, stuff. If I, if I knew that, we could have impromptu did it, but I did yeah. not know that, so. Yeah. It's fine. We weren't really missing much. Yeah. Th- these are the two balls-to-the-wall <laughs> action Star Treks. This is, um... Basically, uh, most of my Star Trek knowledge. Yeah, me too. There's a lot in here. So, yeah. like, as someone who does know a lot of Star Trek, like I know little there's bits, a lot in here. Little bits and pieces. Uh, I mostly watched Next Generation growing up, but like I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So. See, the thing with Star Trek is, and I thought about this the other day. I've watched like. A lot of the original series, like some of the best episodes and everything, and I watched almost all of Next Gen and like a few others, but like if someone were to come up to me and be like, hey, remember the episode this, blah, 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 like in Galaxy Quest? I'm like, no. <laughs> I vaguely remember what you're talking about, but do you realize how many episodes of, there, of this show there is? Do you know how many episodes blend together because they just are like day-to-day things. I mean, I don't know how people do that in general. I don't know how you remember, like, episodes like that, where they're like, oh, it's in season five, and it's like, yeah, but how do you... Still, how? Like, I I went through Friends twice within a year, and I don't... I couldn't tell you what... (laughs) I watched, (laughs) like... I've watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia probably, like, six times. I'm not gonna be able to tell you the number of an episode. I might be able to tell you what season it's in, Mm -hmm. and I can tell you the event that happened in it, but, like... I don't understand how people, like, memorize Star Trek. It's like, there's a lot of information in there. Yeah. You got the name right of that episode from our Galaxy Quest episode, whatever it was. Um, uh, it was the time travel one, where they, because we were talking about the Omega-13. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was the episode? <laughs> they Where they have, like, the time with the... Uh, they oh, keep getting destroyed. Yeah, you got yeah. the name of that episode right? Because I looked. It oh, up. what was it called? Now I can't remember it. <laughs> See, it's, uh, oh, no, continue. It'll come to me. I'll but, shout it. I'll blurt it out later. <laughs> on. But uh, this is like my the entirety of my Star Trek knowledge. Yeah, basically. cause and effect. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, I'm. I never really watched any Star Trek before this. I've always watched, like, Star Wars or mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings whenever I was growing up. Yeah. But, uh, like, I knew enough about, like, like the crew of the original, like, Kirk and Sulu, all those mm-hmm. guys, Spock. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I thought that, like, these characters, the per- the people that they got to play them, I thought they were perfect. Yeah. And that could just be me because I don't know the original no, guys. No, honestly, like, like, from watching the original series, they could not have got... This is like a Marvel casting. Mm-hmm. You could not get better people to play the roles. I'll forget half of them, so let me pull it up, but, um... <laughs> like, that's... One thing I wanted to talk about was the cast. Like, 
I think this is before they were all popular, but th- there's a lot of people in here that uh, went on. Simon Pegg was kind of popular at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I didn't know who he was until this like, was kind Star of the, Wars. Yeah, like, the, the, <laughs> like this. This is kind of the rise of Chris Pine. Yeah, from the yeah for original sure. Star Trek from 2009. Right. And Zachary Quinto went on to well, he was in Heroes before mm-hmm. this, but he went on to do a lot more Which, stuff. JJ was involved with Heroes, wasn't he? Probably. So that, I think that's why he cast him as as Spock. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody works perfectly yeah. in these roles. So, well, and obviously Carl Urban. I mean, he's was in all kinds of stuff before yeah. this. So uh, I'd say he was probably the most famous one out of out of all yeah, of them. Honestly, I, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. it's not very long. Like Eric Bana was also in that movie. <laughs> yeah. What would what, what, I say uh, when, so at, at the beginning of the movie, I mean, we, we could just jump right in. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Kirk's father, George Kirk, is on the Kelvin, and they played encounter... Played by Chris Hemsworth. Played by Chris Hemsworth, yes. And they encounter a, uh, it's like a lightning, they call it a storm yeah, in, space. in space. And it's a wormhole that opens up, and Nero, played by Eric Bana's ship, comes through... And they attack the Kelvin, and George dies by sacrificing himself to get everyone else <clears> off the ship because Manuel is the only way to pilot the ship. Autopilot won't engage, and he has to like ram the ship into it, and it does absolutely nothing. I mean, it's a giant mining ship, <laughs> so it just explodes on impact. But I made the joke. I was like, "Hey, Hulk versus Thor." Yeah. Because yeah. Eric Bana was in that awful Ang Lee Hulk. Movie. Oh, okay. So okay. obviously for. Like you said, you haven't watched much of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, obvi- or original series, not original trilogy. trilogy. I don't know why I said I watched that. ten movies over <laughs> COVID. Um, but yeah, so we don't know much about the original series. So, like, Nero coming back from the future, and, well, that's just, like, changing things immediately. Yes, so... George this... Kirk dying is, like, not no something that happens in the original mm-hmm. series. So See, that's, those this, are all things that I wondered. <laughs> so the, these movies, the three, we're only talking about the two, but the three that exist under this umbrella are not at all in part with any of the other Star Treks. Like, you... Some people who don't understand it will go... Are the rest supposed to be connected? It's like a diversion yes. timeline. This is called the Kelvin timeline, named after the ship. Okay. So that that moment is where the timeline completely splits and goes off in a completely other direction. So this is a whole other series with the same characters, but it's a different timeline. Mm-hmm. So none of the stuff that happens in from Star Trek The Motion Picture... Uh, on through Nemesis, oh, mm-hmm. none so, of that happens. So even like um, the Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan is in a separate timeline. Okay, but which is we'll why, get to it whenever yeah. we get to. It's separate, one. but it has the Spock from that time. Yes, yeah. I'll get to it whenever we get there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, even like Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Discovery are completely. Not They're not in the Kelvin timeline. No. So it would be interesting. I don't think that I don't think that they're gonna like expand upon this timeline. No, probably not. But it would be cool if they, like, moved further in, like, the next generation. And like, had James uh, McAvoy play. Oh, yeah. Play Picard. Play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think it would be cool, but I'm a normie when it comes to this, so. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it would be cool because, like, there are all those 
what they're called nexus points aren't they? yeah so like there's yeah. constants in the space-time continuum so it'd be cool if they actually did do like a next gen type of thing like see the the alternate version of... I, I think that this was kind of testing the waters with the uh, star trek fans because they're like a rabid fan base oh, yeah. especially like fans of the next generation they're like insane <laughs> so like if they even like dared to touch it like in this new timeline i think that there would be like crazy upheaval. Yeah. Star Trek 2009 was was producers and JJ going, how do we make and like they had like a Star Wars and Star Trek and they're like, how do we make this this? Because <laughs> they're gonna buy this if we make it more like this. And they did. There was definitely a lot more action than I remember. Like I mean, and all the old Star Trek movies, <clears throat> they're very action heavy, but like. It's the way that this is directed and yeah. shot and the, the production value behind it. Not that they were cheap movies that they made. They were yeah. they were expensive movies, but there's a I whole were, different feel. I was going to say, they were part of the to- that time. Yeah, and plus, there hadn't been a Star Trek movie in, like, over ten years. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, I take that back. Probably, like, five years or so, but... Mm. CBS is never going to lose. CBS and Paramount are never going to give up the license for Star Trek. Oh no! <laughs> because they will, they will run that series till it's dead. <laughs> um, we kind of just glossed over the plot of the movie, but it's basically just uh, Admiral Pike. Is he? No. Is he Admiral at the no, time? No, he's not. Admiral. So Captain Pike is convincing uh, Kirk to join Starfleet, and then we follow Kirk's journey as joining Starfleet, and it's basically just assembling the crew that everybody knows from the original series, and Kirk helming the Enterprise for the first time. Uh, Because Nero wants to take vengeance on Spock, because he was in some ways responsible for Romulan Romulus being destroyed. So he comes back from the future and destroys Vulcan, which is another thing that a lot of people who are Star Trek fans were like, oh, okay, Vulcan is just gone now <laughs> in this timeline. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it works well, especially with the scene where uh, Kirk has to, like, provoke Spock mm-hmm. and, like, uh, Spock Prime telling him, he's like, I just watched my planet be destroyed. I am emotionally compromised. <laughs> like, yeah. y- you're going to be able to get a rise out of me. Yeah, yeah. and sh- sure enough, he does <laughs> to take uh, take control of the... Which is funny, like, the Bones, like, it, at that moment, Bones is, like, Kirk's best friend. One of his best friends. Between Spock and Bones, it, through the series, they're the best of friends. I would say Spock isn't his friend in the first movie, really. No. By the end of it. Yeah. By, yeah, the, end, by but... the end of it. But, like, <clears throat> Bones has always been, like, Kirk's friend. So it, I found it funny when he gets the chair, and they're like, they're like, wait a minute, they're like, who's captain now? And they're like, he, he made or Pike made Kirk first officer, and he, Carl or, or uh, Bones is like, you gotta be kidding me! And he's like, oh, thanks for the confidence, there, buddy. Yeah, thanks for the vote of confidence. Uh, well, yeah, because he, uh, Kirk is undermining Spock's plan at that point to apprehend Nero. Uh, they were going to. Spock's plan is to go back to Earth to rally Starfleet to come, like, protect different uh, Starfleet stations Mm -hmm. because he basically said, Nero said he was going to destroy Starfleet because Mm -hmm. they're responsible uh, for not being able to save Romulus. And 
uh, Kirk is like, no, we've got to go back and save Captain Pike, and we've got to, like, board uh, their ship. Mm. So that's where the differentiating uh, viewpoints come from. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk's uh, very much uh, save everybody, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of like his arc through this movie and the second movie. Uh, that's kind of like the launching pad of the second movie. It's just like he saves everybody. That's like that's what Kirk does. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't follow the rules necessarily, but he saves everybody. Yeah, to the scrutiny of uh, a lot of people, I guess. We we do get a glimpse at um, one thing that's talked about in the original Star Trek movies uh, is Kirk cheating the Kobayashi Maru test, which. For those of you who don't know, the Kobayashi Maru test is a captain's test of the no-win scenario. How you react in that type of situation. And Kirk doesn't believe in the no-win scenario. Mm -hmm. So he reprogrammed the subroutines, which I mentioned it to you. I was like, that's so stupid, because then it can just be proven that you cheated. When why don't you, like... Like, the way that he acted, because he was, like, all nonchalant about it. He's like, nah, it's fine. Like, yeah, we'll just, you know, do that. Like, at that point, you're telling them, yes, I'm cheating. Right. Like, like, why wouldn't you just, like, continue to, like, act as professional manner as possible, yeah, and like, then when the system glitches, you, like, say something, and then they're like, the shields aren't up, and it's like... They're not? And it's like, no. It's like, okay, go, go, go. Fire proton torpedoes yeah. on all of them. And it's like, why, why would you not, like, follow yeah. in that? Because then it's not, yeah. it doesn't look like you cheated. Yeah. It's just like, oh, a happenstance. I, I, I beat it. Wow, <laughs> it's crazy. And then they're like, yeah, that is crazy. But we're going to give it to you because, I don't know. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, he's just eating an apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not taking it seriously at all. Not at all. Actually, <laughs> there's a reason he's eating the apple. That comes in Wrath of Khan. Mm. There, there, there's a moment where he's they're talking about uh, Spock and him basically do the same thing where they cheat Khan into thinking something else and then they do the, the switcheroo to get everybody back on the ship and... When Kirstie Alley's character says something to him, like she's surprised, like that they were able to like get him to believe the lie, mm. and they're in the whole big like underground thing that they made with the Genesis capsule, and it has like fruit and shit like there, and he's eating an uh, an apple, and he says, "I don't like to lose," and like, <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, that's the the yeah. nod to that." <clears throat> well, speaking of that, uh, as a normie, I thought that the uh, fan service, as you will. Um, because, I mean, I know enough about Star Trek, you know, osmosis and pop culture, like the Bones, where he's like, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a whatever, like all that shit. Torpedo technique. Yeah, all, all this, like, fan service that they have, like, in the first movie, like, whenever all those characters are introduced, they have, like, their catchphrase or their, you know, their one-liners. Got a blast. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, as a, or, like, whenever, uh... Bones is first introduced, he's, like, freaking out because he is afraid of flying. And it's like, oh, what's he... It, chill down to his bones or something. No, no, no. He says... 
He says, my wife took half the planet in the divorce. Oh, yeah. She only left me my bones. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, laughing about that. Yeah, I mean, about like, that line. Like, I think that that's funny because, you know. It, it is funny, but it's, like, it's almost like he should have been, like, she took everything in the divorce. All she left me was my bones. You know, like, yeah. just, like, look straight into the camera, and then it pauses, and it's, like, bones. and like, spells it out, you know? Like, an inglorious yeah, bastard. Yes. Like, underneath the bones. Yeah. That's the James Gunn version. That's right. <laughs> but, like, shit like that, uh, and, like, Scotty, like, his, you know, beat me up or whatever, all that. I, I like, I enjoyed that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Squatty, uh, the one Squatty, Squatty. Uh, what I don't like, Squatty. what I don't like about his introduction, like I, I think he's my favorite character. He's a good character uh, in both of these movies, but especially probably the second. third one too. But um, whenever, so they're marooned, Kirk on this Delta plan, Vega, yeah, Delta Vega. And uh, so, why do I remember Star Trek shit, but I can't remember anything else? <laughs> <laughs> so they maroon Kirk there, and he's rescued by Spock Prime, and they go to the Starfleet outpost that's like fourteen kilometers away, and it's manned solely by Scotty and and his, Deep Roy, yeah, yeah, and his and his imp friend. I don't even know what his name is. Does he have a name? He keeps calling him Wee Man. Yeah, I, he does Wee have Man. a name. I don't know what it is. It's something strange, but it's manned by them and. He's there because he accidentally, presumably, murdered his fleet admiral's dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he said that he could, like, warp Tran- it. Transwarp beaming, yeah. Uh, and, um... Where's that dog? I'll let you know when I see it. Yeah. I do feel bad about that, though. The one thing I don't like is that Spock is like, oh, you're Montgomery Scott. You're responsible for the creation of the transwarp equation. And he's like, oh, see, I knew... It just it'll come to me one day, and then Spock just gives it to him. Yeah, it's like oh, it's but, like, but he's worried about like messing up other stuff. Yeah, it, I wish that like Spock would have, or excuse me, I wish that Scotty would have just like came to it somehow. Because in the second one, he's like, he stole my transwarp equation, and he's using it to you know attack Starfleet. And it's like, well, you didn't really come up with it. You were just giving. You were kind of hand. Like it is yours from a different timeline. Like you have the capabilities of creating it. Yeah. Ma- but maybe like it wasn't yours. Yeah. Is, is how I feel about maybe, it. Anyway. Maybe Spock was like, oh yeah, well he like comes up with it five minutes from now and he's like, well whatever. <laughs> he's, he's on the brink of finding it out anyway. Might as well just hand Close it Close enough. You got it. That, that's like the one part about this movie that I just don't really care for. Because it Cheapen Scotty's character, in my opinion. Yeah, I was like, I thought the same thing, even not knowing anything. Like, I was like, really? You just gonna give it to him? Yeah, he probably still would have come to it. I, I, I agree, guess. but yeah. I agree. It's just that in this instance, it's just like, oh, here you go. Here's <laughs> here's your entire character relevance. Well, I I feel like I feel like he was Spock in that situation too. You're like. There's no other way out of well, here. Yeah, I we. Mean, I literally have to. Yeah, I literally have to give you this, or else shit's I, gonna I, I fully, go. I fully understand why, why it was done. I just. Yeah. I feel like it could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to the casting a little bit, we have uh, Gamora. Oh yeah, we do. I don't know how to say her Zoe last Saldana. name. Zoe Saldana. Saldana. She was also I, in Avatar this I same was, year. Yeah, I was oh, telling right. Aaron, I was like. Zoe Zeldana has just made a career of making playing space aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh is a human. Yeah. Uh well yeah. yeah in like, space though. Yeah. <laughs> she is in space, yeah. 
Yeah, I just thought that was crazy. She she literally has made her entire career off of just sci-fi, <laughs> sci-fi and superhero and comic book movies. Yeah, because she's in The Losers as well. That's right. Yeah, I don't think I know her from anything else other than movies like that. Yeah. <laughs> Must just be in her contract. She's like, I only do sci-fi and comic. If you mix the two, perfect. But... <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I thought that was pretty crazy. I like the uh, introduction of uh, Sulu uh, whenever he's, like, obviously not supposed to be there because mm-hmm. he's, like, filling in for some other uh, pilot. And he he's like, and they're like, is there a problem, son? He's like, uh, I don't know, sir. I've done everything I can. And Spock is like, did you remove the... Uh, inertial dampener. The inertial dampeners. He's like, beep, beep, beep. All right. Ready to go. <laughs> and, and then, like, aside from that instance, he's, like, a completely capable character the rest of the movie. Also, that that uh, hiccup saved them. Oh, that's true. Because, yeah, because they would have been killed by Nero had they, they come been, out yeah, with they the rest of the They would have been destroyed. They would have been destroyed by the rest right. of the Starfleet yep. Armada. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sulu's little hiccup saved so, them, actually. So, the only thing I can think of when I see... Uh, his name is John Chow. Yeah, John Chow. Uh... <laughs> he was in American Pie. Oh, he was yeah. the milf guy. Uh, milf, milf. Was it? He... He's in uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> yeah, he uh, plays uh, Harold. Yeah, but yeah, that's all I can think of when I see. <laughs> yeah, they made him gay in this universe. They did as a. Easter egg of uh, George Takei being gay, I guess. <laughs> but in all actuality, Zachary Quinto... <laughs> Zachary Quinto is a gay man, yes. actually gay in real life. Huh. Just happy Pride Month, I guess. <laughs> is that... It um, is Pride Month! Is, um... Where was that explored? Hmm? Beyond. Oh, in Star Trek Beyond. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sulu has a husband in that movie. Okay. He yeah. also has a daughter, which is consistent with the normal timeline. Because hmm. she ends up as the pilot of the the NCC-1701B, which is the ship that... Uh, it's in Star Trek Generations. Alan Ruck is actually the captain of it. And Kirk, Kirk, Scotty, and McCoy are all brought aboard. Oh, and Chekhov. To, uh, like, uh, christen it mm. on its maiden voyage. And, uh, yeah, she's she's the pilot on that one. Mm. Speaking of Chekhov, I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention uh, yeah. the late Anton Yelchin. What a fantastic actor. It's a very yeah. big shame what happened to him. Yes. I, yeah, I love... He was a perfect casting for Chekhov. I love all, all of his scenes. Yeah. He's in the second movie. He's kind of relegated to being a background character. Same goes for Star Trek Beyond <laughs> and, too. Engineering. Yeah, it's just the engineering guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's check off here in engineering. I mean, he saves the day in that movie too. But yeah, uh, I, yeah he he was. Was it right after the third one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yep. like it was like pretty much di- like r- right before the movie released. Oh, was, okay. Uh, See, I, I knew there was something. I did. I wasn't sure if he was in the third one or not. He is I knew in the third it was one. around yep. that time. Yeah, it makes me wonder if that's why they didn't do a fourth one. Maybe. Because they were like, yeah. we can't replace him, you know. Yeah, they could be. I don't know, they they, they could have done something <clears throat> still. It makes me sad they didn't do a fourth one. 
I feel like JJ's moved on at that point. He got to direct Star Wars. He got to ruin Star Wars. <laughs> well, we've had that conversation. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> nah it's, it's okay. It's neither. He started out. I, I, I don't even write that off as his fault. Nah. No. Uh, no. No. I agree. Anyway, it's not his fault. Back to the plot <laughs> of the movie here. Yeah. Um, uh, where we were at. Well, we, uh, we've kind of been bouncing the, around. Yeah, we but... were at the Armada. Mm-hmm. The Armada of Starfleet shows up to. Yeah. Help. To uh, save Vulcan. Yes, and they're already too late because the Narada, the ship that um, Eric Bana and his crew are on, uh, obliterate 90% of Starfleet's fleet. And, and that kind of like prompted this new trope that kind of happens in sci-fi movies where they come out of warp in the middle of a fucking battle scene. It looks cool. It is cool, but like, just for, like, you'd think that they'd have the technology to be like, oh, we're about to be diving into some trouble here and, like, yeah. decide to come out of warp a few kilometers away instead of, like, literally the middle of a battlefield. Right. It is cool. Yeah. I, I'll grant it that. But it's been done, like, crazy now. After yeah. That, just, like, oh, yeah. explosions everywhere. All the other technology they have, they can't figure out what they're warping into. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, it's like driving down a road that has been washed out, and you just don't know, and you just, like, show up, and you're like, Ugh! like, <laughs> over it. But you hit the Where'd brakes. Where'd the road go? You, you hit the brakes, or you bottom out to where you actually don't go over it, and you're like, oh, we should see that coming. Uh, but Kirk and Sulu, as well as some other guy, uh, are tasked with... Oh, a red shirt. Yeah, diving onto the uh, drill of... That the Nero ship is using to drill into the metal, which vault. is also knocking out communications. Yeah, yeah, which it blocks is like communications with... and drills a hole. Yeah, <laughs> big asshole. <laughs> uh, so that they dive onto the uh, platform, and the red shirt is all cocky, yeah. and he, he's the one carrying the charges to destroy the thing. And he opens a chute too late, extremely too late. Like they, what they were like. A hundred meters. 15, or fifteen hundred meters yeah, yeah. up above. They and then he waits shoot. till a thousand yeah, meters. Yeah, he waits till a thousand and pulls his and then gets caught. His chute gets caught and then he just gets, gets like swung it. and sucked right into the Well, he, he lands on, doesn't he land on the platform and then like his chute goes to oh, like yeah. lay down? I mean, down. he lands, but I mean, he hits it like hard. And yeah. And his chute. And then he just rolls. But the chute and gets then the chute pulled catches and then yeah. he gets pulled in. That yeah. reminds me of a scene from uh, Falcon, or not Falcon, Winter Soldier, uh, but Captain America Winter Soldier when the uh, Winter Soldier kicks Falcon, or he rips the wings off Falcon and he's falling. He like rips his parachute and then he like lands after oh. two feet. It's like your legs would be fucking broken. Yeah, dude. yeah, he, yeah. He pulls his chute at like six or no, he was falling at terminal velocity and then he pulled his chute at like twenty feet up and just lands like softly and tumbles. <laughs> and it's like you would not your whole like. From here to your pelvis would just be shattered. Yeah. But that scene just reminded me of that, because it's like, oh, they, they were, like, thousands of feet up, and they pulled their chutes, and you waited probably, like, below a thousand feet, too, or a thousand meters, mm-hmm. uh, and then he just, like, Yeah, he, Yeah, he did, because he was like, no, he's like, it's good. They're like, pull your chute, and he's like, no, I got it. Were, were, like, they, oh, yeah, okay. were they a thousand from that platform? From the platform. From the platform. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if they were talking <laughs> yeah, about from the, so, No, because... Uh, yeah. Sulu and Kirk fall for quite a long time, so I don't think that they were only a thousand meters away right, from the okay, surface of the okay. planet. And then their chutes get caught, too, and Sulu almost ends up the same fate as the red shirt. <laughs> yeah. 
Which, uh, that's Chekhov's big moment of the movie, is he triangulates their falling and is able to warp them back onto the ship. Yeah, yeah because they, whoever's controlling and transport, they're like, I can't lock on to... I can't lock on to them while they're moving. And then he's like, I can do that! And, like, ran down there and got it all, yeah. And then he's not able to do that when... To save his mom. Yeah, to save Spock's yeah. mom. Well, he does. He Yeah, he had her locked, but... She fell. It was like, she was like about to warp, and then she, like, Oh, fell. so he couldn't, like, redo the warp. Yeah, she probably, like, fell into the core of the planet before he was able to get to her or okay. something. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, was... And also, probably from the debris, there was probably too much Oh, yeah, like, the planet actually. was just collapsing. Yeah, so. okay, okay. I get that. <laughs> yeah, so Spock loses Winona Ryder, uh, and, yeah, he's, a uh, he's, he's big sad now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We talked about uh, Kirk being marooned and then getting back onto the Enterprise, which that was a great scene. With oh, Scotty being like, can, "Can we talk about real quick the three fucking Vulcan kids oh, yeah. who bully Spock? Yeah, like it's like three nerds walk up to you and they're just like, <laughs> it's like your your mom is." human homo <laughs> sapien like and they're just like saying shit and I'm yeah, like so I knocked these kids out yeah. it's so weird like trying to get an emotional response out which of is him. so weird it's weird for the Vulcans like to begin with yeah, like, like, I get why? it you, you want to make him more relatable but at the same time it's like what Vulcan kids are going around bullying other like Vulcans mm. and that's <laughs> part of the <laughs> I'll bring it up again but I like that just made me think about the Klingons too, how they're an advanced species yet they act like barbarians. Yeah, they have such advanced technology and yet they just want to like bash skulls in. And it's like, how did you even reach this level? Yeah, how did you make warp? How did you make vehicles that go at warp? Yet you like stand here and like you look like you should have a mutton leg in your mouth. Like yeah, they're straight I up like. Uh, I think that Khan explains in the second movie that. They don't have warp capabilities because whenever, they don't yet. Yeah. They will get it, but uh, but regardless, yeah. Uh, I forget what I was just about to say. Oh yeah, the scene whenever they Scotty and uh, Kirk beam back onto the Enterprise and he's like sucked into the oh yeah. oh yeah the <laughs> hard like, water yeah water yeah it's too, hard right? water so like we'll get to that scene in the second movie but you think that Scotty would be like dying of radiation poisoning because he's like. I was like, that would be highly contaminated water. Because it's like going through the core. It's like cooling the core, but like... Yeah. Yeah. It'd be just as contaminated as the core would be. Would that, what? Be, the, like, would that be the water before it's contaminated? Oh, though? that's possible. Yeah. yeah. Before he gets sucked into... Yeah. Before he gets sucked oh, in. Before, before he either drowns or gets <laughs> sucked in. But yeah, that was... There's a lot of great action pieces and little set pieces like that. Uh, little fun things like... Oh, we well we transwarped onto the ship, but I got stuck in the middle of uh, like hardware of the ship. Yeah, I yeah. guess I didn't quite have it figured yeah. out. I, I imagine if he got like stuck, like in the middle of stuck a beam in or something. The, yeah, like yeah, that would could have been a lot worse. <laughs> More like half in, half out of the glass. Like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of problems with. <laughs> I guess it's like just enough empty space where it makes sense. Yeah, like. I don't know how to explain What's well, the thing? They, they must get a reading on something, like a void. Mm -hmm. Like, water obviously don't pertain to it, but like... It's not like a solid not, metal. Yeah, so it's they not know a solid piece of something. Like yeah. Warp into something. It, it, imagine that, too. 
but like you know people who warp uh, or get transported they reform normally he's reforming in water <laughs> oh yeah so so like, like his... his organs should just be filled with water yeah, no, no, like, yeah he should just like he should be dead like... yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah <laughs> Yeah. His lungs just filled with water. Yeah, because <laughs> they make... just reform around the water that's already there. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, Scotty should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> garbage, um, garbage movie. <laughs> terrible. So Scotty, or, uh, where's Kurt the gets, physics? Kurt gets command of the Enterprise. Um, they go and rescue uh, Captain Pike. And I can think... we can we talk about the little uh, bug that? Um, also a little Wrath of Khan nod there. Oh, okay. Because they put these little bugs in Chekhov oh, and yeah. uh, Chekhov and uh, Captain Terrell's ears, mm. and it wraps around their brainstem, making them more susceptible to, which is the same exact thing that that slug does. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they didn't really show it going in, but like... It almost looks the same, too. Like, yeah. it's like a slug with like a pincher mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like an earwig. It was absolutely, yeah. it, which is what the other things were in Wrath yeah. of Khan. Yeah. So yeah, there you're, you're, there's a lot of fan service in that. In I just want to say that, that was movie. absolutely gross. Yeah, it is extremely <laughs> gross. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so I forget what happens. Um, they make it on. Oh uh, yeah. Um, they destroy the uh, red matter on Nero's ship to create a singular. Oh, yeah singularity within the huge mining vessel mm. and uh I, I forget like uh spock and kirk have reconciled at this point and kirk has command he's like <clears throat> basically telling spock you know if you're compassionate you know he might still work with <laughs> us because spock's all about logic and everything doesn't mm-hmm. understand emotions he's like well i'll extend a hand see if he wants anything and he's like we're willing to save you if you want. And he's like, I would rather die than accept any ounce of help from Star Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what's this whole thing? I would rather watch Romulus be destroyed a thousand times than accept And he's like, okay, you got it. And yeah, like, he's like, I'll, I'll oblige you. And they just blow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that interaction is hilarious because he's like talking to him and offering up the help and Spock goes... Captain, what are you doing? And yeah. He's like, and he's like, show him a little compassion, you know, logic. I thought you'd like that, Spock. And Spock just goes, no, not this time. And like, and he's like, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like the one thing where like Spock absolutely hates that enemy because he killed his entire home world and his mom. Yeah, and his mother. Probably mostly his mother because all the people. I mean, he I was gonna say he didn't really. He like was even against the uh, science science officers are like yeah that that was that's another fun scene too oh, like, where oh, they're like they're like oh despite your disadvantage you became a you were accepted to the academy of science and he's like disadvantage they're like <laughs> yeah you're human mother you know you're half half blood and he's like huh fuck you like yeah. he just like walks out of there and they're like you can't do that and he's I'm, like oh i most certainly can i'll become the best starfleet agent ever yeah, that was, um, and he does. Yeah. And that, yeah, at the end of the movie, uh, they uh, Pike retires or is relieved of the Enterprise to become a vice admiral. Yes, for uh, for Kirk, he takes the helm of the Enterprise. Do they go off in the end of that movie? Mm-hmm. Do they do the? Yeah, no, they, they do the whole space. The final. I think that here. one character, like all the main cast, has one line in that, right? Um. 
Maybe I'm thinking of things. They, they all have a line, but it's yeah. not that. Oh, okay. Uh, there is a Star Trek movie where the old cast actually all does say a part of that that mission. Hmm. I just assumed statement because I I thought that that had happened in this because I remember at the end of Star Trek. No, in the it's, darkness, it, it's like, beyond. Oh, it must they be all beyond. say it in Beyond. Mm. Yeah, because I remember I thought it was at the end of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Watching it yesterday, I was like, oh, maybe maybe it isn't. No, yeah, yeah. It, it is in Beyond. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that one. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a good start. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's, like, uh, origin. Yeah. I don't know if the original series ever has, like, an origin to all the characters. They do. Um, Pike was the captain at first, j- just like in that, hmm. um, and Spock was first officer, and then Kirk comes in later. Uh, it's, it's about the same, but, you know, this is way more action-heavy and yeah. all that. So, want to rate it? Yeah. Well, I'll give it a seven out of ten. <laughs> I will second that seven yeah. out of ten. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if if there's, I mean, I'll rewatch any of the Star Treks anytime. But mm-hmm. like these are like special. This is that movie is what rekindled my love for Star Trek because I liked Star Trek as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of fell off. I never really like got back into it. Yeah, these are the movies that got me back into Star Trek in a big way. Yeah, so I, I initially watched this one, and I think I watched that relatively after. Um, but then I just never watched the third one, so uh, this uh, will rekindle that hopefully. But uh, this one I'm gonna give. I really like this one. I'm, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I know the .5 doesn't seem like much, but... It does in warp speed. There you go. That's true. So. <laughs> and then our sequel, Star Trek Into Darkness, is basically just a retelling of The Wrath of Khan. Not entirely. Yeah. It is the it, main so I don't know. plot, I, I, it I is. think. I, I'm not entirely familiar with the Wrath of Khan. But... Remember when JJ said that it wasn't Khan? Yeah. The Bandit Cumberbatch wasn't playing Khan, and then that's that's what I remember Khan. about this was like leading up to it. Everybody's like, "Who's Cumberbatch playing?" Like John Harrison. John Harrison. They're like who the hell's this guy? Um, it was obvious even to me that he was going to be Khan. I knew that too. I was like, "Oh, he's got like, he's got to be playing Khan. Who the hell else would he be playing?" Um, <laughs> he is fantastic in this. He face. is. He is. Uh, so there's one really strange part that I'll just <clears throat> preface this whole thing with. So the original Khan, played by Ricardo Montalban. They, That's a name. They they had to switch. Oh, all right. So they explain it in a prequel comic. That Khan is not Khan that you see. In he the looks movie. like an Indian man? Yes. Okay. He does. He when they revive him, it's either I think it's either before they revive it's before he goes into cryo or right after he's pulled out of cryo. They literally do like I'm not, I don't know if either of you know about the movie um, Die Another Day, James yeah. Bond. Yes. How the main dictator character literally go undergoes like a whole facial reconstruction to, yeah. to look like a european yeah, man. A korean guy yeah yeah 
they did the same exact fucking thing with Khan. So he ends up coming out looking like Benedict Cumberbatch. Because huh. pe- there was a lot of people who he were like... He speaks like an English man. Yeah. Not or an, an Indian man. No. So, like, people were so confused. They're like... Indian well, they're as like, in India? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. As in India. Um, but, like, people were so confused. They're like, why is Khan white? <laughs> why, why, why is he just like a... I mean, it's not that big of a deal. With no, him. no. But they're like, why is he a... Western European man, <laughs> like, like yeah, no, it, it's not that big a deal. Like, it really doesn't mean much to the story. It's just a, it was just a confusing aspect to people, and then they explained it though in the, the comic that he he actually was, was an Indian man that was, facial had the facial reconstruction and all that okay. to like pass him off as John Harrison because I'm sure. In the history books, if they had him working at Starfleet because of the eugenics wars that he was exiled from Earth from, that somebody would be like, that guy looks a lot like Hitler. So his race just lives an extraordinarily long, extraordinarily long time on top of being they, they ex- are all, extremely strong. They are all superiorly genetic. The eugenics wars was fought on the principle that they, they were soldiers that after their use was up, literally took over, like, four continents Hmm. and ruled over all of them until they were overthrown, captured, and then sent off. And frozen in deep space. Yes. Well, they froze themselves, I guess. Yes. Well, no, they didn't freeze themselves. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what Khan said. They froze themselves so that they could wake up and things would be different. No, not exactly. Okay. I, I I don't remember him saying that. The way that I always heard him say it was they were exiled. Well, he does to say the that. deep deep reaches of space because they were too dangerous to be kept on Earth. Yeah, I, I feel they're like literally, I they're literally him saying super something soldiers. that they chose to be frozen. I yeah. do I do remember something. They're about literally that. super soldiers. <clears throat> they're like a shit ton of Captain. There's there's seventy three Captain Americas mm. that took over. On top Half of being her. extremely brilliant as well. Yes. So I do have one question. So if you didn't know, the ending of the climax of this movie where Kirk is inside the radiation core, yes. it's swapped in the original movie where Spock yeah. is the one inside. Yes. I, I, I so, didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Same if, lines. If Spock and dies, how is he able to come back from the future to be in the first movie? Okay, so what happens is... In Wrath of Khan, when Spock dies, they put his body in a torpedo. Again, there's another nod. They put his body in a torpedo. And they give him a whole Viking funeral, and they fire the torpedo out. And um, so what happened was, in their final battle with Khan, Khan detonates the Genesis device in just in the middle of a nebula. I mean, there are planetoids, like, around, but he detonates in the middle of a nebula. So what happens is the shockwave just goes and, like, hits all these planetoids and everything. The planet, the planetoid that they launch Spock's casket, I'll call it a casket, at, was affected by the Genesis device. And the Genesis device takes a dead body and literally has a matrix in it that creates life. So it creates 
moisture in the air to rain causes plant life to grow and all that and it creates all sorts of different organisms on the planet spock's casket ends up there he is brought back to life because of the genesis device so the spock that we see is is the resurrected spock but it's like there's two movies then where spock doesn't remember who he is at all Hmm. He gets his memories back, like, at the end of the fourth movie, I think. Or maybe it's the... No, it's... it's. I think it's the end of the third one, but I could be wrong. It could be, like, the beginning of the fourth one. But, yeah, that's how Spock comes okay. back to life after he dies. Okay, because the entire time watching the movie yesterday, I was like, wait a second. Because I, I knew that that's how the original Wrath of Khan ended. I was like, how does he not... How is he alive to come back to, yeah. to this time? I mean, I knew he was, I knew he was in more movies after that I, yeah. I didn't know how he came back though. Yeah. but uh, I really love that scene with uh, Kirk sacrificing himself for his crew as we stated he which was, that uh, that comes back from the beginning when they save Spock <laughs> from the volcano that he's trying to red oh, yeah. and yeah. he says what would Spock do and Bones goes he'd let you die like and then it flips itself yeah. because Kirk's like no he he wouldn't Mm-hmm. And we find that out at the end of the movie because Spock is Spock's willing to open up that door to get Kirk out of there, and they're like, "No, they're like, you can't." Yeah, uh, yeah. That's they kind of blow their load a little bit early too it, it, with the opening. Whenever Spock's like, "The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few," it's like, "Oh, so you're just telling us that this is a Wrath of Khan movie at that point?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he says that a lot, like throughout the yeah. throughout the series. But yeah, that's a huge. Uh, yeah, that's that's the big line to be taken from, uh, from Wrath of Khan. It's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's rewind a little bit and we'll talk. I was talk talking about... to Mike about this yesterday. So obviously, like the pla- like this whole set piece of like saving the planet. The funny thing is, like, Bones is on the planet because they couldn't think of any other reason to have him, like, be a part of the opening sequence. <laughs> like, Kirk and Bones are on the planet to distract the uh, native life. Spock is going to go into the volcano. Uhura and Sulu are on the flying the shuttle. And uh, Scotty and Chekhov are doing their own thing. But I was like, oh, you have to have you have to give Bones something to do, so I guess they just put him on the planet with uh, to Kirk. go find the monster that they have to ride yeah. back to the ship, which was unnecessary anyway. Yeah, I guess. Why, why was why did they have to have that? Because they were just going to dive off the cliff yeah, into the water anyway. It, it was just an excuse to have him on the planet. Yeah, no. yeah. I thought it was funny though. I, I just thought about that yesterday. I was like, there's no reason for him to be here. He's a chief medical officer. Why would he be in the field? Yeah. <laughs> He's in the field a lot this movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What did you take? I don't know, but they were bowing to it. <laughs> and then I like that how after they see the Enterprise. Yeah, they just, like, completely yeah, they, yeah, they, they yeah, literally, yeah, throw, they literally the throw it onto the ground <laughs> while like somebody's like drawing a, an Enterprise in the dirt and they're all just like bowing down to it. Which... My mind went, oh, it went to ancient aliens. I don't know if you, whatever, it don't matter. Um, <laughs> but like, that just showed you that you can't really interpretate, or you don't really know what some hieroglyphs are. Yeah. Because like, if I would have saw that, I'd be like, that's a weird looking 
something. <laughs> like, I would have never thought it was a ship. Look at that bird. Yeah, right. Like, um, I, that's just where my brain went when I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's why we don't, we don't know what, what they saw. That's why, that's why we don't know what's going on here. So that is the main, uh, conflict of the movie, I guess I should say, because after they return, uh, to Starfleet headquarters, Spock submits a form basically saying that they broke, uh... Spock, the Prime Directive. Spock tells on Kirk. Is is the Prime Directive like a huge thing in the original yes, series? Yes, the Prime Directive is do it. not interfere with... I know it, they it, harp on it like crazy in the next generation. Yes, oh yeah, big time in next gen. But I, I wasn't aware if they if this was like a huge thing they do in uh, the original series. Yeah. But yeah, so they broke the Prime Directive and uh, Spock just like tells on them that they broke it and... It gets Kirk decommissioned because he lied on an official Starfleet uh, transcript, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's a terrorist attack on Starfleet headquarters. In the uh, archives. Orchest- yeah, orchestrated yeah. by Khan. And uh, an assembly of all the chief Starfleet officers is held, which he takes the opportunity to try and attempt to murder every single one of them. Which is the launch pad for them to seek him out on Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. And they are given directive by the Admiral to do so. And we find out that he sabotaged them in order to start a Klingon human war. Which I thought that's like a great well, plot. Federation point. war. Yeah, Federation. It's not just human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Federation. The, 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 the Federation of Planets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which yeah, Peter Weller's also great in this movie. Peter Weller needs to be in more shit. <laughs> He's a great secondary. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen Peter Weller in anything lately, and I'm just like, dude, come back, please. Yeah, he's very good in this. movie. I thought that's who that was. Yep, that was RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you should have known who it was. We just watched two <laughs> movies with him in it. Which his face is covered half the time. Yeah, but that voice—you never forget that voice. That damn smile. <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out, son. Tomorrow's too late. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a cold bastard. He is. Yeah. He's he's willing to sacrifice an entire ship of Starfleet uh, to start a war. Yeah, literally to start a war. And he he was almost willing to kill his daughter too, like until uh, he obviously beams her aboard. Which is funny because he has like all this advanced technology that he got from Khan, and he's and uh, whenever they're warping away as a last ditch effort, Khan's like he'll catch up to you, and that massive ship is just like following them. Yeah, warp. That, that that's such a cool scene because like you just compared to the Enterprise like going through warp, you just hear this <laughs> like of that giant ass ship <laughs> catching up to them and then launching weapons at them while they're yeah. still in warp. Yeah, Mid warp. And, uh, and knocks them out of yeah, warp. They, yeah. They, was, like, leave the slipstream and, yeah. like, fucking fishtail that through that, space. That was pretty... That was, uh, it was like, a good visual. Oh, so I brought this up to Mike yesterday. Whenever they leave the slipstream of warp, they're like, we're 200 kilometers away from Earth. And then after the detonation of the torpedoes of the... Uh, what's the their the larger ship's name? The Vengeance. The Vengeance. After the Vengeance is blown up by the torpedoes, they fall into Earth. 
It's like, you were 200 kilometers away. I know you're going to get sucked into the gravitational pull of Earth, but it's going to take you a while See, yeah. to get there. No, I thought about that, too, watching it last night. I was like, they're pretty far away. I don't think they're getting pulled in at this point. Like, unless there was, like, explosions happening on the hull that was, like, forcing them closer and closer, which yeah. could be. It's just a momentum Maybe that was I mean, like falling out still, of the slipstream, and they just their momentum was just carrying yeah, yeah, until they started to get pulled in. Yeah, if they're, if they're going fast enough. Which I mean, with you're the, you're literally using the momentum coming out of warp with no engines. Like I feel like you're just going, yeah, and you just like yeah, sail just across going. space still at a couple hundred yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. I didn't think about that, so I guess I'll forgive that. <laughs> but, so, uh, it's all right. Like some some shit like that, you don't really like think of in the moment. You're like. And then you're like, wait a minute. Uh, I really enjoy... Um, we as audience members aren't supposed to go, hold on. Yeah. It's well, let me mathematically pick this Let me mathematically through. pick this apart. <laughs> uh, YouTube channels uh, are no fun do that for us. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, have, they, have, they find no joy in anything. Cinema sins. <laughs> uh, no, they... they, they there, there are some that just do it comedically, and then there are some that are just assholes about it. Well, you know, <laughs> actually, actually. Uh, I really like um, Spock coming up with the idea of transporting the uh, torpedoes and then detonating them on the Vengeance, think making Khan think that he kills his entire crew. Oh, also, which that's that's the too other ethical for him yeah, to do. That, that's the great thing. Uh, the great thing that um, Spock is good at is you know exaggerating because he can't lie because right. he's Vulcan and he's like. He's like, Vulcans do not lie. He's like, the torpedoes are yours. <laughs> and then he hands them over, his torpedoes, but they're his torpedoes, yeah. not his, uh, not not his, his people. crewmates, and just blows them up right out of the... What did, where'd they transport them to? Near his warp core or something like that? They were in that huge... In the, in, uh, oh, that yeah. That huge, um, I guess you'd call it a... It's like a hangar. Yeah, hangar bay, where <laughs> Scotty... <laughs> Which I, oh, I, was thinking, he was I was thinking about this. This was one great way of like making a like a story relevant, humongous hangar be a comedic thing. Like yeah. it makes sense for this to be so wide because they're flying through space and they're going to be coming in there mm -hmm. like extremely hot. So it's like like hundreds of yards long so that whenever they land they're not like crashing and dying immediately into the wall yeah and they use that as such a great comedic moment where scotty's just like running through the hangar bay. yeah yeah he's like he's like give me a minute like he's just like sprinting down there. i was like wow that was a great usage i mean i don't know if that was like in the script or something but if it wasn't like that was a great yeah. comedy moment just yeah. having him run and then he gets there. down to the end and He's like, well, the, the yeah, entry's four only... square meters across. Yeah. Oh, it, which he, when he's telling them about it, because he's like, it's gonna be like jumping off out of a moving car. out of a moving car across the street it, into your shot glass, shot and glass. he's like, ah, he's like, I've done that before, and then Con like looks at him and he's like, well, it was vertical, and he's like, and then it, <laughs> he's talking about jumping onto the the drill. Yeah platform and i was like oh yeah they did do that <laughs> that uh space jump scene is my favorite scene in the entire movie it's a cool it's a cool ass scene. scene yeah because uh they, have they to, put their tron suits on yeah, and they have to fly navigate through the debris of the enterprise which the vengeance just blew up half of its hull mm -hmm. and this is like floating through dead space 
and then uh, Kirk's uh, HUD goes down because he gets, he gets he's, he's lucky cracked. that he doesn't yeah. die immediately when yeah. that fucking stone cracks his helmet. Yeah, and he he's like so composed about yeah, that. Like, just and he's like, ah, shit. Like <laughs> they're like, what? Blind. And he's like, yeah. It's, he's like, I can't see. My, my heads on display is down. <clears throat> and then like they play that scene so well because. Khan, you watch him, like, and he's like, I'm on my way, and he just goes, and, like, zips through, and then just gets, like, smacked by, like, a big-ass piece of debris. Oh, yeah, gets, and they're like, oh, Khan's dead. Yeah, he gets hit hard, too. He does, like, a flip. Yeah. Like, the way that he... I'm surprised he was able to compose himself in order to... Yeah. But he's like, uh, Kirk, I see you. You're at my 1 o'clock, 200 meters ahead of me, you know? Or fl- fall back. Yeah. And they are they manage to make it through that four square meter wide hole, which they do. it's very exciting. At the I same like time, while the big dude is flying out yeah, of it, they're lucky they didn't cr- cr- cram smash into each, into each other. Yeah, it'd be like the be like the Flash and Superman <laughs> colliding. <laughs> What's that countdown? I think you're hearing things, mate. Are you Starfleet? You Starfleet or private security? You look like private security. Show me your other hand. <laughs> You're the big man. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm working on maintenance. You're big. <laughs> yeah, Scotty's my favorite character. Scotty sure. was really good in this movie. I, well, like, I love his art too because he's he's like so dedicated to like not bringing on the torpedoes that he doesn't know what's inside them. Right. He's like, no signature. You know, yeah. absolutely no not. No signature. And then Kirk is like. Because he's on a revenge mission this time, as where Spock was on the revenge mission in the first movie, because or, uh, Captain Pike was killed by uh, Khan. So he's on the revenge mission. He's like, I'm going to do anything that it takes. You know, I'm going to blow him out of the stars, basically. Yeah. He's like, sign for the torpedoes. And he's like, no, I. do you accept my resignation or not? He's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. He's like willing to like part with one of his dear friends in order to fucking kill him. Yeah. And, then, and then whenever he calls him back, it calls him at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> While he's like drinking with, with Wee Man and they're both like drinking and then he's he's talking to him and he's like, I need you to go check out these coordinates and he gives him the coordinates and he's like he's like, Did did you write it down? And he's like, What do you think I can't remember four bloody numbers? And he's like, What was the third one? <laughs> and then he's like talking to him, and he's like he's like uh Scotty, for what it's worth, you know, you might have been right about those torpedoes. And he's like, well, I, I'll consider that an apology, and I will consider that an apology. And he says something, he's like, you made me quit, and, like, hangs it up, and he goes, I'm not doing any favors for him. And then, like, Wee Man's just looking at him, and he goes, no! Okay, all right. And, like, and go. Get down! Get down! Yeah. And then, yeah, the big climax... Obviously, Kirk sacrifices himself, and uh, Spock goes to take his revenge. And nearly kills Khan. Yeah, barely kills him. Which they could have killed him, yeah. but because oh. they only needed his blood, which they could so, have still got. Yeah, so that's what I wanted. Well, that's, to... that's what I was wondering if his blood had to be like active, probably. Like... So, I, so that, that's what I wanted to talk about was the that whole scene where like. Kirk's talking to uh, Khan about jumping onto the Vengeance, and, like, it's real serious, and then he goes, Bones, what are you doing with that Tribble? Oh, yeah. Like, it was just, like, out of left field, and he's like, Tribble's dead. He's like, I'm injecting it with Khan's platelets. I mean, it makes sense as Bones' character would do that, because... But it was just, like, in that moment, like, why the hell is he just, like... 
yeah, let's see what this does. You know, like, it's a very tense moment. Like, the Enterprise is half blown up and Bones is just over there That's true. injecting blood into a goddamn That's triple. That's true. He would be <laughs> not caring about the triple. He'd be inundated with fucking... Yeah, people in the mess bay. Yeah, that's like true. Yeah, yeah, but instead he's over there just injecting blood into a triple. Uh, I guess that's. I mean, they needed to set it up for obviously reviving Kirk, but what that gives is him that idea? That hmm? What gives him that idea? Uh, Con cells are because, remarkably regenerative. Yeah, and when they're he catches sitting, that, so yeah, he experiment. Yeah, so he did. He injected it, and then later on, whenever they have Kirk's body in the med bay. Bones goes and like sits down. By the way, the triple is like, like yeah, that triple took like what, like a, an hour or yeah, two hour to like to regenerate. Yeah. Why so. wasn't Attack of the Tribbles the third movie? <laughs> kind of was when you think about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> really overgrown Tribbles. <laughs> um, I don't get that because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really like this movie a lot. I think it's extremely well written, too. Uh, I mean, the reveal aside, everybody knowing that Benedict Cumberbatch is con, I, I think it works well, even if you do know that. Because yeah. um, I mean, he that. surrenders because he tells them that they have, you know, his crew, essentially, in the torpedoes. So he's like, oh, I surrender. And then he tells Kirk... Oh, uh, that was the other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, about that whole, you know, him being on Kronos and surrendering and all that. Because he's, he's literally trying to get... Uh, he's trying to get Admiral Marcus killed by luring everyone to Kronos. But he... Uh, he inadvertently, because of the torpedoes having the shift in the polarity of the warp core, they literally end up in the Kobayashi Maru scenario because they're stranded on the edge of Klingon space, which is what the... That's the Kobayashi Maru, you, like in the test, you have to go to the edge of Klingon space to a ship that's stranded that's about to get attacked by oh. Klingons. Right. Okay. Oh, so the vengeance showing up. The is vengeance showing up is the Kobayashi Maru scenario. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Except he's the perpetrator. He's, of he's it. the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the perpetrator of it. He sabotaged yeah. their warp core. Exactly. And Khan's uh, like, oh, kind of strange that we can't move right now. Kind of like you have a damaged warp core. Yeah. I wonder why that is. He basically just like playing into deception into uh, Kirk. It's like. He did this for a reason. He wanted to start a war. I think it's very, very well written. Yeah. And Khan, like, there's there's moments, moments in the movie where you're like, is Khan really the bad guy? I mean... And then you're like, he is, but he also is not wrong because Marcus is a psychopath who's trying to literally start a war... So he can continue to engineer these giant ships that will just destroy anything in their path. Yeah, it's like the He's trying ship. to militarize the yeah. Federation. Yeah. Khan is the bad guy in a way that a uh, genesist is the bad guy. You know, he's a fucking... He, he commits genocide on people. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, he definitely does. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it just, like... I get... I get that, like, we were talking about the Klingons and uh, Starfleet 
and the Federation in general are like Cold War tensions, like at all times. And that's even in the movies, like the older movies, is the Klingons are like constantly at this Cold War tension. And they'll always pull these little shit schemes that end up killing somebody or something. It doesn't start a war, but it's like damn close. <laughs> like, um, they kill Kirk's son in the third star trek and then like that comes back later when uh somebody frames another klingon general frames kirk for killing their ambassador to starfleet when actually they had starfleet officers paid to do it uh and they get kirk and bones um like arrested and taken to the Klingon like prison planet and tried for the murder of that <laughs> ambassador and they the the damning piece of evidence is it's a captain's log where he says he doesn't trust Klingons and he'll never forgive them for killing his son so they're like oh they're like string him up <laughs> like he doesn't like Klingons guess he did it you know <laughs> I, I will say that the bit on Klingon whenever they have like they're fighting the Klingons that's like probably my least favorite part of the movie it's oh not, see I like that it's not bad I like the stretch, Kronos fight but it's just like oh okay whatever I, I'm more interested in Khan as a character I just want to see more of him I don't know him killing him was pretty him one arming like that giant gun yeah. like blasting <clears throat> birds of prey out of the sky while he's like firing the rifle I'm yeah. not gonna lie I just I like uh, the character interaction like, especially whenever Khan is on in the holding cell on the Enterprise. That's like, that and whenever they're flying through space are probably my two favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. How does that glass work? Oh, I don't know. In that's the holding pretty cell, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you could just, like, move that anywhere. And then you could hear him, like, as clear as day, like, when yeah. he's talking to Khan. It's I, just like... <clears throat> I assume it was, like, a speaker. Almost. Oh, I, I assume, too, as well. <clears throat> But yeah, the whole thing you move, I don't know. How does that work? Like, I was, like, trying to wrap my mind around that. I'm like... Is it more of, like, a force field, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. That's possible. Because they do have force fields, um... Like, only somebody on the outside can control it. Yeah, like, if any of the ship, like... Get us out of here now! Yeah, like, like a ship's hull, if it gets damaged and, like, blown out, there's usually, like, a shield that will, like start to envelop it so that Mm. if people are still, like, hanging on for dear life, trying not to get sucked out once it, like... It, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a scene that JJ loves too is a hole breach and some guy holding onto a railing and, oh, yeah. and, and then, then somebody gets sucked out and like all six people get sucked out yeah yeah he loves that one <laughs> that's in Star Wars oh yeah as well oh no does he do it in Star Wars I think so I think so I yeah I would be surprised yeah I'm pretty sure I mean I can't remember specifically pretty, but I think so it's pretty neat but it's like oh you're gonna do it for the 10th time okay well, I guess that I guess, especially happens in the third one, like yeah. a lot in the third one. <laughs> I guess the hall breach I'm thinking of was actually uh, episode eight, so I don't know. Maybe he doesn't do it in Star Wars. <laughs> Who knows? <clears throat> he probably like tapped Ryan on the shoulder it's and like, was like, "You should do a hey, hall put breach. this in there, so I don't get blamed for it." Should do. He's like scratching. He's like, "You should do a hall breach." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I have much else to say. I don't either. Bad at Cumberbatch. Good con. He's very good in this movie. Good no. con. Ricardo Montalban, though, is the OG con. You're, you're never going to beat him. And I highly recommend if you guys watch that movie. My favorite you... Ricardo Montalban the... character is uh, 
senior senior from Kim Possible. Oh my god, he was him. <laughs> wow. Uh, Judy Cortez's grandfather. From yeah. I've never seen bo- With his moon oh boots. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like ever. You just gave me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we good for ratings? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I almost went 8.5 because I really like this movie. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to stick with 8. Yeah. Everything I said... The score is great. I talked to Aaron about this earlier. But in scenes where, like, they go into the bridge and you hear, like, the bleep, 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 that's a little annoying. <laughs> but I'll forgive it just because it's every now and then. But acting is great as always. Yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs way up. Crazy way good. Up. <laughs> Crazy good. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to give it. A 7.5 out of 10. It is... I like this movie a lot more than I do the first one. Just mm. because Khan... Like, that's... when Before these two movies came out, like, my knowledge was a couple TNG episodes and Wrath of Khan. Because that was the one that we read from the movie store uh, every, like, Saturday night when mm. I would watch it. So that's, like, all I remembered is, like, oh, Khan. Like, he's, he's a big part of, like, this whole thing. So, yeah. like... I like this more because it takes me back to, like, that knowledge of Star Trek. And Wrath of Khan is my favorite original Star Trek movie. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, 7.5. I'm going to go with an 8 as as well as what Sean said. Um, I, I do like this, I guess, a little bit better than the first one. I don't remember what. I don't know. As we were talking about I'm like, yeah, I guess I do like this one better. Like, there's, there's just more action, I think. Mm. Um yeah, and they cover batch. You know, he's a doctor. <laughs> he's, he's a doctor. He's also Sherlock. I forget Holmes. what he said. Yeah, I forget what he said in the movie, and I'm like, I remember I turned to you guys last night. I was like, he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor. Maybe it's because uh, it was that scene. I think whenever uh, he t- that guy takes his blood and yeah. just gives it to his daughter. Or right. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then commits a terrorist that attack. Joke, that that, that oh, joke that, works that, in two ways because mm-hmm. that that the one actors from Doctor Who. So. That that was a that was a funny uh, scene too. Like when you think about the scene when he says he's like I can save your daughter, and he turns around and he goes he goes what did you say? And then he said I could save her. And he goes who are you? And then the camera comes back and does this like slow track on his face where he doesn't he doesn't respond. I think he that's just, where I said they, it. Yeah. They just do this like slow track on his face and then they cut. That's when I said it. I was like, he's a doctor. Because I was like thinking about that. And I was like, okay, in that situation, like he's not gonna stand there and just like stare at this guy for like ten <laughs> seconds before he uh, introduces himself. Wait for himself. it. Wait for it. <laughs> well, got, gotta have that score build its way up. Well, there you have it, our discussion of Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness in the books. Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank yes, you. well, it would have been nothing without the uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I would never thought of these movies. Well, we have another recommendation coming down the pipe for us. Oh, shit, yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> you weren't prepared, right? I was not prepared. We're, we're doing this a week early, so I'm like... Uh-oh. <laughs> like, I literally just realized that and went, oh, no, it's me. I was like, well, okay. 
Well, luckily for you guys, I do have two more movies in mind. Okay. And I'm going to hit you guys with The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. Oh my god, I love you. Do you? <laughs> I fucking love those movies. They're great! They're amazing! I can't wait to talk about them. Oh my god. Classics. I'm just mad that I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, I actually uh, was thinking, because my dad... My dad and I were talking about movies that we... And I actually own those, so... So do I. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were talking about movies that, no matter what part they're at on TV or whatever, stop and watch it. Oh, That's yeah. one on my dad and I... Dude, I used, I've watched those movies probably hundreds of times. Yep, I probably I have to. Yep. So... Because yeah. I, I love Tommy Lee Jones, like... You know, oh yeah, Men in Black. Like I loved that movie as a kid. So when I found he was in those movies, I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm excited to watch these again. Wow. All right. If you don't want to be spoiled for The Fugitive and U.S. Marshal, make sure to watch it before next episode. Thank you guys for watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. We sure enjoyed having it. Make sure to like and subscribe, comment what you think down below, and we will catch you guys next time. Live long and prosper. Damn it!